And what's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Lore Forge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation, where we talk lore, news, discussion, all kinds of fun things. We're your hosts. My name's Jibs. And I'm joined by Cash. Hey, everybody. What's going on tonight? I hope you're having a nice week. Well, the week is probably just getting started if you're listening on release day. But I'll tell you about my week in a minute. Yeah, and Sonny's here. Well, I'm I'm on bated breath here, but I wanted to tell you that uh, it's important for you guys to know how much I love you and how much I love my audience because uh, I am missing right now actual history because apparently Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa just broke the all-time scoring record for women's basketball about three minutes ago with a logo distance three, and I'm up here talking to you clowns instead <laughs> yeah Alicia hit the three to, to get the record but you know what buddy it was probably glorious <laughs> that's what sports centers for that's true he's not wrong <laughs> yeah it uh i heard my family explode from downstairs oh my god i'm looking at settings as we're getting close to starting i'm like you know i could have just mailed it in for the first minute, right? Like, it wouldn't be so bad if I just came into the room and I'm like, hey, how about that uh, Ashes, right? <laughs> <laughs> how about that Super Bowl halftime, right? Just take it like a, like a hat, just <laughs> the cane. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But well, I'm here sunny. and I'm excited. I'm here and I'm excited. Let's yes. do it. appreciate you being here, buddy. So what else is new? What's going on? What have you guys been doing this week? cash what what's going on uh it is it's been a week of uh work and uh sunny you know how this is as soon as you go to work for a few days like you're you're locked out you're at home or you're at work for a few days you're not home so it takes a strong woman to run the household thank god my wife is uh a very strong woman and she's usually just she rolls with the punches when stuff happens and but normally the way it works is nothing breaks until you go to work and you're locked yes. down. It's like like Newton, I think, discovered that law. Yes, it is. It's a it's a big giant middle finger to people who work shift work. And so anyway, <laughs> uh, I get to work the morning of my first shift at work. My daughter's car is having issues. I'm like, it's like been the ro- the most rock solid car, and now it's having issues. So. I've spent uh, every single day at work and at home trying to figure out how to get the car to the dealership. Then it's at the dealership and then they didn't touch it for two days. And it's just been an absolute uh, kick in the nuts. But uh, I am happy to report that uh, it came home today. I was able to go pick it up today and everything is working correctly. My daughter has a vehicle. I don't have to shuttle her to work and school anymore. And it came in under what I thought it was going to come in for cost. So, yes. There you go. Thank you. Big cheers. Happy hoots. I like it. Nice work. Yeah. Nice work, Dad. Happy hoots. I did, though. I tried something different. I'm trying something different tonight. So, I made an old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. But here's the kicker. Like, normally you make an old-fashioned with all the fixins and, like, a big cube of ice, right? Yes. Well, my wife started getting really smart. She started making ice cubes out of fresh squeezed orange juice and lemon juice. So I took one of those massive ice cubes of orange juice and I put oh. it in my old fashioned. It is a banger, folks. 
Cheers what to do me. we think about this, JB? What do we think about this? I don't know that I could. Uh, you said orange juice, right? Not pineapple. It was orange. No, I said okay. nothing about pineapple. Pineapple is right. going pizza. You know, you not said. An old <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> in my head, I heard pineapple, but I knew it was okay. Anyway. How did you hear that in your head? I, You've I had don't an know. old fashioned before, right? I don't know. Yeah, actually, I made one yesterday. Uh, first time yeah. in a long time. I made one from scratch. Did I yesterday? It was a good time. Oh, <laughs> gentlemen, it has been a week, but to everyone who's tuning in, thank you again so much for hanging out with us. Everyone who's here at Lore Forged Live, live streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash HQ. Anyway, you can come join us for the live shows. Come join the peeps. But here on the show, we are going to be answering your mail. Actually, Axeman sent us an email. I believe he's here in chat tonight. And then we're doing a chat on the most recent dev, dev discussion. I'm sorry on esports and ashes of creation so gentlemen mailbag axeman says good day fellas what do you all think of ashes of creation using artificial intelligence to assist in dungeons or with boss fights to provide a more unique type of rng to the game thank you for all the content all of you have provided me with many hours of entertainment while i've been at work cheers axeman how many, first of all, how many people, I want to say this, how many people do you think just say, thank you for all the content you provided me at work? I feel like that is like us 13 years ago. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right? I was listening to your show, Sonny, when I was in the laundry <laughs> section of the, I was a janitor and I was working laundry and I was listening to your show at the time. That's how I made it through. If there's, if there's anything that I feel that I have, like, accomplished in this world, it is at one time I was thanking others for the entertainment they provided me at work, and now I am providing the entertainment for those of you at work. <laughs> I feel like I have accomplished my goal in life. Life goals, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyways, now, if go I on. Can, go on, Cash. If I could only have or only be able to provide content for, for people, like, maybe including myself, that is... Uh, is not working anymore. That would be great. That's the goal. I don't want to work anymore. I kind of just want to stay home and create content. So there's that. But it turns out you need money in order to live and make true. old fashions. So that, that as well. Yeah. With orange juice. AI. Mm. Right? So I feel like as being the elder and wisest in the room here. Uh, bold, bold statement. Go yes. on. <laughs> well, I only got you by a few years, but anyway, I still got you. So I feel like at my ripe young age, I should be like, get off my freaking lawn with all this AI stuff, right? Like that's, I love my, I love my wife. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman, as you both know. But she is so dead set against this AI thing that like, I don't even tell her how much I enjoy <laughs> AI. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing in, um, in the respect of, yeah, I am, I am kind of an old soul when it comes to a lot of things, but when it comes to technology, I kind of like look forward to new things. So when the whole AI thing really started kicking in, and, and when I say that, I mean AI art, um, AI, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to uh, feed your brain ideas, AI is fantastic for it. So what I ended up doing is um, 
looking at this question, I kind of contemplated a bit on whether or not I, I really do feel that way about AI. And, and I think I do. I feel very strongly in favor of AI. Do I want it to take over the world and be like a lot of these uh, blockbuster movies that are coming out? No, definitely don't. But when it comes to being able to use AI as a tool, especially now in video games, and I've seen... I've seen like some videos on um, how video games are using AI and a lot of it is like AI voicing, AI acting. Um, I just don't think it's there yet with the voice thing quite yet. It's uh, it's still a little robotic to me and it's still like, yeah, that's AI. You want it to just be like super nice and smooth. So at, at least from a video game perspective when they're using it. Now using it to change the way that um, certain content works in a game. I don't know that we've really ever seen anything like that yet. And if we have, then please let me know. If I've played through something that's AI, then, you know, let me know if you've played through it. But in order to make, say, boss mechanics maybe a little bit different or maybe make the boss a little bit more reactive to positioning of your, uh, of your party, um, to be able to react to a certain type of damage, say you got a lot of fr frost damage or a lot of fire damage coming in, and say they, you know, are able to react to that and put up a shield and like, nope, try something else. That would be absolutely amazing. So am I in favor of it? A hundred percent. I also am a little concerned that it's so new, I don't want it to break anything. <laughs> I'm okay with using straight mechanics, programmed mechanics for now that are, you know, maybe a little bit, um, maybe they switch them up a little bit. Uh, in the normal way that a developer would do that for mechanics. I just don't want to see the AI like ruin the experience yet until that stuff is really good and tested, but I am all for it. Hmm. Sonny? I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. Uh, <laughs> 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 I think that AI is, uh, AI is a tool that is growing at a rate that is passing the Turing test here right now. I think that we are at the point where if you're not using it, then you're falling behind. I think that the the game industry has always been kind of on the cutting edge of these kind of things, and there's a real opportunity here. Now, a lot of the things that you said you were concerned about, which, by the way, you can't be 100% in favor of something, and then also list off nine concerns. <laughs> That's not, not how percentages work there. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I, I'm so sorry that the semantics <laughs> didn't pass your grammatical test. Well, the AI is listening and they're keeping track because they're smarter than us and they have longer memories. So um, it, it, it's one of those things where the, the stuff that, that you're concerned about, I think, were concerns. But those have been in the past and it's accelerating so fast now that it's hard to say that anything that happened in the past uh, will happen in the future because we are just, we're moving at this incredible rate forward. And I think that AI is happening behind the scenes on plenty and plenty and plenty of things, you know, as far as the development of stuff that is just mundane, you know, you just have an AI work through some of these issues and, and continue to clean up some of these issues and other stuff like that. Is there still room for humans in this creative world? Absolutely. We are, we're not quite at the, 
we're not quite at the point where I'm willing to say that uh, that an AI writes a better story than a human does. Uh, it is it is just kind of not there yet. But if you're not using AI in your uh, production of a game, then I think you're missing out. I mean, for God's sakes, we are using AI. We, the three of us, are old men making podcasts, and we are embracing this kind of technology for something as simple as a logo for the show, okay? A logo for the show that we would have designed, you know, maybe even by hand years ago. And now we just asked it to make a logo for the show and it did, and it was fantastic. It was so good that we're asking it to do other stuff. We're asking it to make a logo for the Sleepy Owl Tavern. We're asking it to help write show notes after listening to our show. Hey, AI, listen to our show and then just write the notes up so that we can put them on this thing, you know, because it, it's, it's easy to do this kind of stuff. The creative stuff we're still doing, but I think that we would be surprised if we found out how many of the things behind the scenes are actually already being accomplished by AI. And, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not real worried about it, mostly because there's still a strong hand at the helm of this kind of thing. I think when you have people that are, uh, if you don't have a Stephen Shreef, you know, if you don't have a guy with a vision, that's where you get into real trouble, right? When you don't have somebody steering the ship and using the assets uh, in the way that they should be. But if you have a fantastic asset like this, then use it. So uh, I'm all about it. I think that I think that we're well on the way. And I honestly do believe that we'd be shocked if we found out how much AI was doing to different environments. I, I think it's an interesting thing, Mike. And I'm going to be completely honest, fully transparent. I don't know how AI is being incorporated into game design yet. I don't know what that looks like yet. Uh, I know it's. I've seen it mentioned a few times. I've seen it discussed but i i know that i guess um maybe it was warcraft that was doing it they're starting to do it i don't but I, again i don't know what that looks like now if it if it does come specifically to you know ai intelligence and dungeons or with boss fights to provide a more unique type of rng to the game i mean obviously that sounds great obviously you would need some bear you would need some bumpers on that right like you don't want a boss to all of a sudden spark um spawn eight more arms and you know, half a million more health. Fingers. Fingers, yeah. <laughs> not so good with fingers. Yeah, no fingers. AI is not great with uh, <laughs> fingers or eyes, by the way, for anybody who does AI art. Or bows. Or bows. Mm, it did, you know what? Luck. They did. Mugs. They did. I got I, I got the mugs to work today. And oh, you, you did. That's right. I saw a successful mug implementation. We, <laughs> we're growing. We're one for one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, dwarves used to AI art was not a fan of dwarves, but now it's got that wrapped up somehow. I don't know. Maybe they watched The Hobbit. Because all the nerds are 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 doing AI stuff now, and they yeah. started writing to the AI gods, and they're like, "Why can't you do dwarves good? You're refining your dwarf knowledge in, inside an artificial intelligence. It's like, yeah. okay, we get it. You like." Yeah dwarves will figure it out <laughs> and you know i think i think a lot of the a lot of the point is you know to to jibs's point about how ai is is not it's not perfected and you, you know what honestly like thank the divines thank the gods whatever you pray to it's not it's not yet and I, i'm okay with that because when it replaces human creativity and ingenuity that's where i'm i kind of draw the line right you can't be completely reliant on 
AI really for anything. Otherwise, you're going to completely remove the human factor. And one of our friends, Carver's in chat, was mentioning uh, the the voiceover. That does take jobs, and like I'm that I'm not okay with. I'm good as using it for um, for a memory jogger, for a think tank, for coming up with fun ideas, new ideas. The thing that drives me nuts as a content creator is reading something that you know i know sunny sunny you mentioned that like we'll, we will use it sometimes to like give us ideas for our um for our descriptions and stuff on on um our videos i started off doing that and i know we all started off doing that but it is very easy to tell when you're just flat using chat gpt like there oh, are yeah. words that it will put in there you're like no, 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 no. Thanks for the ideas. Thanks for the formatting. I'm going to I'm going to take that. I'm going to write my own stuff because it's there are certain freaking words in there. Like if you ever see the word enigmatic, mm-hmm. there's about a 98.6 percent chance that that's that that was AI generated. It, it loves the word enigmatic and realm and, and immerse immersive how about immersive. diegetic like diegetic nomad tam nomad tam wants to know if it, the word diegetic appears no 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 nomad um the ai is not quite there yet to be able to use something as uh, as smart as di- as diabetic i mean diegetic um but anyway i just i don't i am in favor of it but i do have my my reservations to where i don't want it to take away human ingenuity and creativity yeah you know you ever think like when you have this every now and then i say something and i think i wonder if somebody said this a hundred years ago and when i hear something like the robots are taking our jobs <laughs> you know, something like that <laughs> like when you say like i don't like that the ai might take somebody's job as a scriptwriter i'm like there's someone in a in a car factory somewhere that watched a robot pick up a tire and move it over to here that thought you know uh-oh, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> this might be an issue to my income at some point. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Axeman, thank you so much for the email, friend. And don't forget, everyone who's here, you can always email us your questions, loreforgehq at gmail.com, or you can call us with your voicemails for the mailbag segment at 516-875-1776. Gentlemen, dev discussion, number 60 on esports. Now this was interesting and to everyone who's tuning in, this is coming to us from the official Ashes of Creation forums and Intrepid reached out to the community and asked a few questions. And you know, we have them here, but we don't want to just read them verbatim, so I think probably just open it up, you know, it's like and um it was uh what was it in last week when this comes out that we put out an esports video on Ashes of Creation itself. Um, so you, everyone who's watching and listening can go check that out as well. But guys, what do you think about esports and Ashes of Creation? Looks like Sonny's busy typing. He's got that closed mouth smile on his face. So I'll go ahead and start this one. <laughs> I mean, I got lot. I got lots of opinions on this. I'm I'm fired up on this topic. Well, I'm, you know I'm ready to go. You you go right ahead. You go right ahead. Do, do you want to? Do we want to cover the questions, or do we just kind of want to organically do it? I, I think organically. Be, um, okay. I mean, whatever you guys think. I have some initial early, like, general thoughts on esports as a concept. I think that esports are something that was hard for the average person to comprehend, right? Esports were something that came out that people 
said, I don't understand this. The Similar to the concept of Twitch, the, the concept of someone's going to play a game and we're going to watch that person play a game. And, you know, that whole there's a whole generation of people that are like, well, why don't you just turn that off and play your own game, right? <laughs> and that's the end of the conversation as far as they're concerned. So esports is kind of the same way. Like, well, why don't you just go outside and throw a football is sometimes the answer to these things. And that's just not how it works, right? Esports are... <laughs> That's what's that, said to every nerdy kid or yes, adult exactly, ever. Right? Why don't you go outside? Go outside, get some fresh air, and get this out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> and 44 years later, here I am. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Still talking about video games. <laughs> so, no, it didn't take, all right? <laughs> so I'm still here. Uh, I think that... that we're, we're so far past that, right? We're, we're so far past the whole concept of whether or not esports will work that it, it's not even a conversation to me. Of course it's going to work. It's just a matter of how do you implement it the same way that some sports are not as popular as other sports, right? People love to watch football. They don't tend to watch badminton as much, you know? <laughs> There's a reason for that, right? It's a better sport to watch. Uh, it's a bigger deal. People like it more. And that's the same with esports. If you think of esports, the various games that are esports as just different sports, then it starts to make a lot of sense. Like, there are some games out there that are the badminton of esports. And then there are other games like League of Legends, which are the NFL of esports. Okay? They're just a better product. And so the question isn't so much should we have esports in Ashes of Creation? The question is. Can we make an eSport that's worth watching? That's the question. So in that, that's where I'm going to leave my first general thought. And Cash, what do you think about that? Do you think that Ashes can make an eSport that's worth watching? I absolutely do. And I actually have quite a few ideas that um, I'm kind of excited to share. I'm not going to share them quite yet because I, I think we should, I want to get some general comments of this. Um, Before I give... My my complete thought on it here. The one thing that I do want to mention is that um, Jibs Jibs video was was really good because it kind of it it talked about how these were the questions that were asked from from Intrepid about whether or not esports could work and like what are some of the ideas that that we could do like what's in Jibs video it kind of went into the history of what what esports really is and what it's meant to to the gaming community at large and. I think it, I think it was really interesting because Jibs, I know, and I know, I'm sure you're going to talk about it, is definitely a fan of esports. I myself am not, but getting to think about this stuff a little bit, I think there's some ways that Ashes could definitely do it that would be very interesting. But reading some of the comments in uh, on the video that we put out, um. And it, all the comments were very nice, but there is a definite line of demarcation. Right, seems like it's right down the middle. Either people are oh, yeah. super into it, yep. or people do not want esports anywhere near their game. And I totally understand, like both sides of that argument. They don't want it commercialized, and and um, they would like the game to be maybe maybe have a little bit more of a role-play feel and just be more of an organic experience for them, especially because it's a little more sandboxy. But, and I will get there, I have some, I'm very excited about sharing some of these ideas with you. Myself, I'm kind of right on the fence. 
I would rather see things implemented within the game that could be esportable that still allow for there to be a really fun in-game medieval fantasy feel. So, like, for example, I think the one that kind of rode, rode the fence a little bit but really turned out to be a metric crap ton of fun was Hutball in, mm. in uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. It was so much fun... And it it fit into the lore. They could have easily had Swotor been a little bit more popular. They could have easily turned Hutball into an esport for sure. They didn't have the resources to make something like that happen. The game struggled, so not, something like that wasn't able to happen. But you take something like that that fits right into the lore of the Star Wars universe, do that transversely in, in Ashes of Creation in Vera. I think you really stand a chance to to do something really fun. Now, the other thing is that it takes a lot of resources to be able to pull something like that off. A lot of the sentiment that we were getting in the comments is, look, great idea, but can we just make sure that this game plays well first before we do anything? It's like dudes and dudettes completely understand what you're saying, and I'm on board with that. So that's why I say I kind of waffle on the fence. We'll go to Jibs and then I'll share the rest. I'll share some of my ideas a little bit later. You know, uh, I've had some time of reflection since I made that video. <laughs> since I recorded me talking in that video. Uh, I can just picture you in like a confessional. I was like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't, buddy. That was, I, think, I think it was a really good, it was a really good, um, True state, some true statements from you about how you really felt about esports and, and about things that you love in gaming. So, go. Yeah, no, I, I I still stand by a lot of what I said, but I I'm seeing a different perspective of it now. So when it when I talked to and I don't want to spoil the video, but one of the things I talked about in the video was Ashes of Creation has a really unique opportunity to do something different, and that's the part I really want to further elaborate on. I mean, it's and I said in the video, it's no secret. All three of us here really enjoy PvP. We all really enjoy story. We really enjoy lore. Just so happens, Ashes has all of those. Yay for us! I'm so excited. So anyway, when it comes to PvP, it, they have an opportunity to do something different. Okay, you could do arenas, but I think that that's, I think that's beneath Ashes of Creation, because Ashes of Creation is a different kind of MMO. What they're building is not on the market. What they're bringing back is that old school vibe of MMORPGs that we saw over a decade plus ago, okay? So I think with the fact that Ashes of Creation has a unique opportunity to do something different, I think it has a chance to, when players get in the game, we'll see what's popping off. Cash, you're 100% right. Hutball, to this day, in my opinion, is the best battleground that has ever come out in any MMORPG. It plays... Preach. Preach. It's so good. And it shocks me to this day Explain that, no, so that nobody else in in the industry picked this up. So what Hutball is this, folks? Basically, it's think football, okay? But it's like soccer in a way. Blended together. Players are opposing teams start on each side, and there's all kinds of traps and everything in the middle of the field. And your goal is to pass the Hutball between players as we're fighting to get it across the line basically quote unquote the line of scrimmage to score 
That's Hutball in a nutshell. It was like first to three year wins. It played so well. It's insane so how good. well it played. And, and you know what? That The love for that was birthed out of playing the game. And you saw the players gravitate towards that because it was good. It was a thing that those that player base specifically gravitated towards when it comes to that game. So I say that in lieu of ashes. We don't know what that thing is going to be. Guys, it could be people having races with their boats. It could be people swimming in the opposite direction up a up a creek against the against the current. I don't know. It could be all these things. It could be smaller um sieges, you know, something that maybe could be instance. We don't know what that thing is going to be, but whatever's hot in Ashes of Creation, that's something I think they should take a look at. Now, I'm not saying immediately. Sorry, I don't mean to ramble, Sonny. You're coming up. But, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't mean they should do this immediately. Let it come naturally. And I'll add more later. But that's my take is is this is identify what is going what that hot thing is in ashes that people love to do. And why not make blow it up a little bit more? Why not have some more fun with it? Why not make a huge thing for your community? You know, use the use the resources you have. Don't hire 500 people to do an esports wing of your division. Just start small and let it grow naturally and see where the players take it. I can't believe that I am going to have to be the person that is the most vocally in favor of this. But like, I really, really am. Okay. And, and this is not something that would normally uh, be my stance on this, but I would be, I, I would, I would be shocked at the opportunity that they would miss if they would not do something like this, because this is a fantastic opportunity. And the only reason that it would not be appropriate in universe is a failure of imagination. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to call out intrepid here and I'm going to say, you have an opportunity to make something fun here. All you have to do is be creative. They're very creative. Um, there, there's been a couple comments in the chat and, and Alex basically stole my thunder, like right before I said it. And that is jousting tournaments. Okay. Ooh. This is a medieval type of thing. You have a metropolis. If you can build a node to a metropolis, you could potentially put a jousting thing in there. Now you've got knights on horses trying to knock each other off. You've got hand to hand combat. You've got all of this stuff. Not only that, but think of, and, and I'm going to like channel my inner Dr. Burns here. Your Mendelian breeding for animal husbandry. Your what? And yeah, <laughs> Gregor Mendel. Remember how he said the genetics no. thing? You made a fantastic. No. no, that is not a yellow flag. A Don't yellow you flag. throw that flag on me. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you put that flag down right now. <laughs> I am so saying good. that by the, the potential that they have already alluded to in the animal husbandry system, you could have a very complicated breeding system with animals. And if you do have that, you could have horses that are very like minutely faster than other ones and maybe more agile and other characteristics, which means you could have really cool horse races. <laughs> so all of these things that's right in universe, right? And you could even like, I love the idea that, it would be attached to a level of a node, right? Like that they only exist in certain things when you unlock other things within the world. Like all of this stuff is, it's 
it's only limited by the creativity of Intrepid. And I think that all of those things can be esports. Like JB said, Hutball, the single greatest PvP experience I've ever had. And I've never seen it before, and I've never seen it since. I've never seen anything even close to it before or since. And that's crazy to me, right? Anyone you talk to that experienced those early days of Swartzer will tell you about Hotball. It might be the best achievement they ever had in that game. And I know, Cash, you mentioned resources. Don't tell me resources. There was no company that had more resources than a Star Wars IP run by BioWare. Yeah, at the time. At the time, you Published by right. EA, for God's sakes. They were published by EA. They had all the resources. They just couldn't hang it together, Right. So I think that if Intrepid can hang some of this together and they can be creative and they can put this stuff out there, then it is ripe for an eSport. They just have to dial it in. They got it. They got to make it something that the person wants to consume. That's and that's all there is to it. That's how you end up with an eSport. That's why it it endears my heart to know to see them come to the community to to talk about this stuff and to get feedback from from the community. So I think I think as a trio here, we've answered the first question. What are our thoughts on esports and player-run competitive events in the MMORPG genre as a whole? Right? We talked about uh, we talked about Hubball. The other thing that we didn't that we didn't say about Hubball, the entire match was shoutcasted. Oh yes, <laughs> dude! By it, AI, by it's, AI. It bl- <laughs> it's, you know you know what? I went and played it. We were back in that a year ago, weren't we? Cash it was like a year and a half uh-huh. ago. Yeah, maybe it's more. Still good. It still it's awesome. holds yeah. up. Uh, I can't is, believe it. <laughs> it's still fun. So, I, so okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cycle right back into, because we're getting onto, into the idea thing. The, the second question that Intrepid asked was, what type of competitive, spectator-friendly content do you think could be fitting for Ashes of Creation? Um, Jibs, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to go to you first. I'm not going to share my stuff yet, but I, I'm really interested to know. And Sonny, you're going to have to think of something else other than jousting. Jousting's fantastic. Let's really find some good ideas, some good bullet points that we could give to Intrepid on this stuff. And Chad, if you have anything too, man, throw them out there because this is our opportunity. If we want to see some type of an esport, you don't even have to call it an esport. Call it whatever the hell you want. I think the thing with it, with esports is it that term just completely torques some people sometimes. So it does. It's loaded. It, it is. is loaded. It's a super loaded term. Every but what's the f- one game? This is a gimme. What is the one game everybody thinks of when they hear the term esports? League, League of, of Legends. Legends. What kind of community does League of Legends have, my friends? <laughs> there you go. You put one on one hand, you put the other on the other hand, then you end up with, that's what everybody thinks about esports. But if you called it something different, it wasn't an esport, but it had all the mechanics of esports. You just called it something different. I'm telling you, sport? you can sell <laughs> a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. It's all how you do it. So, Jibs, ideas. Okay, so you want ideas for what they should make? Or what, we'd like what, to see. what do you think would fit in Vera as a a spectator friendly esport? Well, if I remember correctly, Stephen milked that cow pretty quickly in that node preview we saw oh, that one God. time. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. So Is that red, red flag. <laughs> We're going here. Yeah. 
You gotta change your settings. Is that an orange flag? No, it's actually red. It's because, oh, okay. of, it's because the tavern is orange. Oh. All right, I've had my fun. Okay. Where'd you uh, get an orange flag? I think for me, off the top, um, gosh, it, it's it's tough. I I still go back to what I said originally. You no, know, it really kind of goes back to some of the things that Ashes has built into it. I think probably a great thing to see would be taking advantage uh, and this is absolutely probably a little a little weighted in this direction because I love it but Naval. I would really love to see them open a esports scene. Something for the community. Maybe something community driven that is Naval Battles. We haven't seen a I would say since Arcage you know, we haven't really seen um, ships in MMOs. So I would like to see that brought to life in Ashes of Creation. You know, there could be another thing, too. You know, guys, when we talk about... When you talk about that, is it the Divine Node that has the par- like the layered dungeon? The layered open-world dungeon? Yes. Divine Node has the catacombs. Right. So, you know, when I think of esports, I don't just think of PvP. Mythic, the mythic scene in World of Warcraft, I think it's amazing that that they've been able to succeed with that. That's a PvE setting. So seeing something like that, making use of that multi-layer dungeon, that could be cool as well. And easily implementable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, what's exciting and people are into. Can you effectively create the tools that's needed to put on a presentation that people will love and enjoy? And and then third, you know, presenta- you know, presentation, the whole experience. Is it fun? Is it fun to watch? Is it great? And at the end, end of the day, I mean, if, if that's it, then run with it and go with it. Because, you know, like you, I'm, I'm going to mention up all again, but all the pieces were there. It's <laughs> that is a battleground that's aged like fine wine and is still good to this day. And the people love playing it, you know, so like if, if that can be identified in Ashes of Creation, um, Sonny, you know, like I think that. Yeah, man. I run with it. Have fun with it. Go with it. I have one word for both of you. And you may not know what I'm talking about, but the word is Gwent. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I like but, it. I like yeah. it. Tavern based card game. Yeah. Okay. Card game inside the universe played at taverns against other people or NPCs with cards that can be collected in the larger Vera. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Whoa. That was not, that's not on my list. And I will say parlor games, especially a card game that gets all kinds of valves opening and closing for me. That's amazing. Gwent would be freaking fantastic. Anybody that doesn't know what Gwent is, Gwent is the Witcher's collectible card game. I don't know if it was, you call it a collectible card game, but either way, it was in universe and you could go to various places and play people in Gwent and you could get cards and then you could play Gwent as a separate standalone game which was basically an eSport. I mean, it was Hearthstone, it was uh Legends of Runeterra, it was all of those games. It was absolutely fantastic. And it was the kind of thing that some people got into to the level of 
that's all they did, right? Like that was their game. They just were a Hearthstone player, right? But then Hearthstone still exists within the world of Warcraft universe. So if you could have something like that in Vera, it's so easy to implement the concept. All you have to do is have this thing where an NPC teaches you how to play this game and says, and oh, by the way, there's people all over the place that'll play this. And then you can just put up a table in your tavern and have people play against each other, oh. right? You set up a couple mechanics for like, if you both sit down at the table, if somebody's sitting at the table, somebody sits down at the table next to you, then you can put a little wager up. You could play a little, you know, whatever it is, Gwent, and then uh, off you go. And it is, it is ripe for it. It is fantastic. I'm very excited about this idea. Kind of That's like good. poker in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yes. dude. Yeah. This is precisely it, right? Yeah. Like so it is precisely fun. it. You have that community built opportunity there. I do like I do like the idea of Gwent a little bit more than poker because poker always has the same deck. Whereas if you want to incorporate it a little more into the larger universe, you can make cards that are more collectible because I think that that makes for a better esport. Um poker makes or a great game. Don't get me wrong there. But um, I do like the idea of the collectible thing because it's a more modern thing that kids uh, like a little bit more. I'm, I mean, you're talking to a you're talking to a guy that played an awful lot of poker. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to tell. I'm gonna have to tell a story here. So it's not just that it's not in world because trust me, if there was a freaking poker table in Ashes of Creation. That would be the, the one thing that would keep Sonny out of the damn trading post. I will tell you that right now. So, quick story. Um, periodically, we like to have uh, events in our Discord. And I, one of the last ones we had, besides like, we'll watch movies sometimes, but uh, one of uh, the ones that comes to recent memory was when all of us, a few of us got together. It was probably, I don't know, six or eight of us in we were playing poker. We were playing poker. Discord has these uh, parlor type games that you can get together with your friends and it's built right into the interface and you can you can play games. So look at the smirk on this effort space. Right <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm going to say. Yeah. So we are all in there. We're playing poker. We're having a great time. Sonny, who used to play poker professionally, Jumps in and goes, oh, sure, I'll hop in for a few hands. He hops in and proceeds to run the entire table completely dry. Everybody was out, not a chip, not a chair. We were done. He ran the whole damn table. So, yeah, I never quite told you how many marks you went down in my book after you did that that night. That was so blatant. Yeah, you remember the vibe by the end of it? It's like, well, we were having fun. <laughs> completely ruined poker night i felt a little bad i was at work oh, and I, I jumped in i was like oh you guys are playing poker can i sit oh, in i have never hoped for somebody to poop for an old person to poop their pants so bad in my life in my life <laughs> oh, it's so good. i don't get okay. to play as much as i used to well, yeah well you haven't lost your touch i'll tell you that much so okay <laughs> Does anybody have anything else they want to throw in? I have a, I have a few of my own. That Fire I, away. Like I want to hear these ideas. I want to hear like these to ideas. In there. So, um, Jibs, to your point, naval combat, 
a thousand percent. And I, I took kind of the, the thought process a little bit further and I was like, well, how could this actually work? My thought was it could start off with two teams together. Each team gets, gets a certain amount of ships, right? And you do a ship to ship battle for control of an island. Somehow in that um, competition, it transitions to a land battle, which would finish off the match to take control of certain land points. So you're so you're mixing naval content with ground combat. Uh, that was one of the ideas that I had. I thought, well, that'd be kind of cool to get naval it's combat. It's like King involved. of the Hill with with ships. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or maybe you have a uh, defender that's in a stronghold firing cannons off from from a land-based position to ships that are trying to assault. And the goal is to assault and take over the stronghold or successfully defend. I thought that'd be really, really fun. Another one is, and and keep in mind, folks, some of this is going to have to be instanced. Now, had this been a complete sandbox game, I probably would have nixed a lot of these ideas. But since we're going into a sandbox slash theme park... Instancing some of this stuff might not be too bad if you wanted to make it into some type of a competitive scene. Another one is what's one of the biggest things that Ashes of Creation folks have been talking about lately? Caravans, right? So, could be instanced, defender, attacker style, right? Where you get one one of the two sides. There's a ticket system for respawns, just like a battleground would be. And you must either successfully defend or deliver the goods to win. So maybe both sides. Say you assault the caravan. You have to successfully get those goods onto your caravan and deliver them for the win. Or you successfully defend your launched caravan and deliver the goods for the win. Right? Maybe along the way there's some NPC checkpoints or some outposts or bandits to deal with along the way. Okay, that's another idea. Um, Things like that. So the naval combat and the caravan battle, that is going to mean you're going to have to get, um, your group makeup is going to matter, right? So you're going to have to, um, you have to slot certain classes to do certain things. Caravan specs are going to matter. So in that whole system about building your your strengths and defending or or, uh, attacking caravans, you're going to have to build that up in order to be more effective. Okay, moving through. I saw I saw a little a little note here in our little private chat about fishing derby. Totally, absolutely, thousand percent fishing derby. Um, the one that comes to mind is World of Warcraft. They still have theirs after twenty some odd year, almost twenty Strangle years. Strangle Thorn Vale. They have the Strangle Thorn Vale uh, fishing JB, competition. Did you ever, JB? Did you ever win the Strangle Thorn Vale fishing competition? I've never done it in a single time. I've never seen it to do it. No. You've never done it? It's on a certain I've day never, of the week. I've never it's seen like it. It's like Sunday morning. It was Sunday mornings yeah. they did it. Yeah. I I'm, won it once. It was like did you? the greatest uh, day ever. Of course you did. I really did like win it once. in an MMORPG, Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I, I ran it probably over like two dozen times, though. Oh, um, wow. I, I would get up specifically and go down to Stranglethorn Vale to run that thing. That's how much I loved that contest. Nerd. It was great. It was great. Mm. I love it. Well, I'm like that that is me. that was the whole reason I thought about <laughs> this fishing derby. So, 
some type of an NPC that you turn into after the of the event time ends, right? This is totally streamable. It's totally something that that could be. Um, I don't even want to call it an esport anymore. Some type of a competitive event in Ashes of Creation. You get prizes for the biggest fish. You get prizes for the rarest fish. Prizes for the smallest fish. Prizes for the most fish. Okay. Here's another one. Riddle me this. The Great Hunt. Okay. Oh. Two teams or multiple teams compete to acquire the most skins in a certain amount of time in some type of an instant zone or not. It could be right in the in the actual world. You got to start it at the NPC, end it at the NPC. Uh, maybe there's a boss fight at the end. You've killed so many wolves that the alpha is pissed. So now you have to defeat the alpha, right? It's just an idea, you guys. Don't be super upset at me. Don't be upset. Now, what if you did this? Here's a wrinkle for you, because uh, that really is against everything you know about hunting conservation, right? You totally. don't just go out into the woods with your your long magazine in your gun and just start <laughs> rattling off deer, right? <laughs> so let's say that wolves are in, that there are so many wolves in the area that they have to decrease the population. So everybody that joins the Great Hunt has a... Um, it has a legitimate, lawful degradation permit. How about that? I, I'll, I'll do you one better. <laughs> you get one arrow and have to go in. And it's biggest deer wins. That seems like a so, pretty short competition. No. So you have to pick of the deer as other people are going around. Uh, like uh, you only get to shoot one deer because you only have a tag for one deer. So now you have to pick and see if you can come back with the biggest deer. That seems like a lot of work for Intrepid to have to make a lot of different deer, a lot of different <laughs> sizes and bigger racks and different configurations. AI. I love the idea because that would make a hunting game within... Within Ashes of Creation. Yeah. I'm all about that. It'd be fantastic. Jibs, you had something. Just like the skull and bones, Sonny, the automatic cannons that are currently being portrayed <laughs> in that game, I want a repeating crossbow, and I want to skin some deer, okay? Oh, oh you mean Pirate Call of Duty? Don't you dare derail me. <laughs> one more. I am all about this especially if it has some type of role play flavor. And I heard some about this, which makes me very happy that other folks are on like the same wavelength as I am with this stuff, because like you guys, we're all, we're all nerds. That's why we're talking about this stuff on a podcast, but you want to throw some role play fla flavor in there, have a seasonal event, like a big medieval fair. What is one of the biggest things that they had at medieval fairs? Of course, you guys mentioned it. Jousting, right? Jousting. Mount racing. Oh. Hunting competitions. Archery. Arena combat. But you make it a seasonal event. Those are very, very, very competitive type of events that you can make between nodes. You have it, say, in one or two locations in, in Vera on your server where everybody... You want to make it an event, friends? That takes place, that event takes place at a certain city or metropolis, right? And everybody has to travel there to take place. 
How freaking fun would that be? And how much realism would that add to it? Because now you're traveling there with your friends. For Sonny, it would be with your thespian troop. You're all traveling there. And everybody is just, it's a, it, it is a server-wide event that happens every season that people travel to. And you come into this metropolis, it's decorated like there's a giant fair going on there. I How like fun that would that be? Yeah, that's cool. JB, what do you think about all this? Uh, oh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> it is. I, I think it, it's it's uh, like a it's a big thing though, right? Like it's esports it as like a what Cash basically did was named any competitive thing within the game. Yeah. Do you think that it needs to be more refined? to be an eSport, or do you think basically you can take almost any competitive thing and make it that? I think this the latter. I think that, you know, Cash, you brought up an interesting point when you mentioned the moment that you put the word eSport on there, there's a negative connotation, you know, and and you're not wrong. I, I will say this, that whether you love or hate League of Legends, there is a roar that happens at the, I think it's called LCS, their, their championships that they have. There is a roar that you hear from that crowd that you hear no place else. Not at BlizzCon, nowhere. That place is screaming in just a giant roar with all these fans that are passionate about that one thing. It's impressive. It really is. It's it's cool to watch. It's and that that whole culture that surrounds that is what's I think to me the fun part about it. You know, for us, we we were enjoying the Rune Tower lore for a long time because it was so rich. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Darius and all these fun things, but. You know, with with Ashes, I think it's like, hey, like, what's the thing that that really everyone gets excited about? What's the culture? Like, where's the culture form around? Is it, you know, is it this medieval fair that Cash brought up? You know, um, shoot, I'd even add to it. Maybe there's qualifiers that happen, like community run qualifiers or something that leads you up to the, being part of the big thing. You know, I don't Ooh, know. Um, that would be interesting, right? Yeah, I think it's just, you know. To get back to my original point, I think the moment that you tie esports to it, it gets that connotation. And oftentimes, truthfully, rightfully so, you know, depending on the IP that you're looking at out there. So I think they really have a lot of choices, the things that they could do that make sense for the game, the kind of game they're creating. And I think at the end of the day, no matter what they do, make sure that community is first in these choices. It's community driven. It's community, you know, get your community involved, your shoutcasters, whatever you want to do. People who are, you know, cameramen for the day, whatever it is, whatever it needs to be to get the angles that you need for your presentation, fun things, whatever. Just make it community-led, community-driven. And I think that you may be surprised at the results that you see. I think that there's something that we haven't talked about here, and it really should have been low-hanging fruit for this entire conversation, and we completely missed it. Military nodes have this built into them. Yeah. Military nodes to be mayor, you have to win an esport. <laughs> you have to compete against other people to become the mayor of a military node. Cash, like, is this not an esport right there? I just put my hand up because I request trial by combat. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably. Maybe good for you. I would personally hire a competent attorney, but, you know, good luck. <laughs> you, would, you would hire an attorney competent to fight for attorney. you? 
Yeah. You well, know, I had a friend in law school. I had a friend in law school that, honest to God, I think wrote like an entire thesis paper on how he thought that attorneys evolved from gladiators. That you would eventually, like, first in the early days, you would have a dispute and those two people would kill each other, right? And then the people with a lot of money were like, well, we don't want to kill each other. Like, we're both worth a lot of money. So they'd hire somebody to kill each other. And then you develop an adversarial system until eventually they just kind of threw away the swords and they just fought it out in court and he wrote a thesis on that i don't know is i that, mean you do a lot of weird that's things pretty genius. i mean is, is that person's name saul goodman now <laughs> look not all of us were arguing in front of the supreme court all right oh, <laughs> oh. i look I, I think that the military node thing is huge for this because it's already built in it has a system in place with the end being this prize that is the mayorship of a military node all you have to do is flesh it out a little bit more and and like you both said and this is this is one of the underrated parts about this if you take something competitive and you put some announcers to it and you put some people with personality shoutcasting it that's how you build an esport Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a good way to take it um, uh, because the last question that they asked her, are there any tools that you would like to make com- that you would like or would make competitive events easier for players to run? Jibs? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to go to the camera views. The moment that you can provide camera views and the moment that you can provide infographics for people watching. Ultimately, you have to be able to make Huge. a presentation. It has to be. You want to be professional. You want to push every boundary and you want to blow everybody else out of the water. And you want it to hit home and leave your crowd wanting instead of wanting to leave. Like, that's what you want. You want them just to be like, whoa, that was amazing. Instead of, oh, gosh, I'm getting the heck out of here. You know, so just like give them the tools. So cameras, I'm, I'm all on board on cameras, switching between cameras and then the, the UI, the proper UI to give that the amount of information that's needed, not too much, but enough for them to be able to take it in and be like, oh, okay, I know what's happening here. And this is exactly what we've said on a number of different fronts for our podcast, right? Don't build the thing for us. Give us the tools and let us build it, right? That This is another fantastic example of that. We will create our own fun with this. All you have to do is give us the tools in-game to do it. Camera angles, instant replay, and the ability to move around stuff where it's not affecting the actual event, and you will, I guarantee you, create shoutcasts and Twitch streams and all sorts of stuff just it will just happen organically on its own yeah. all you have to do is build the tools and give them to the players yeah and that's exactly what Gallwood said right there i mean he's like twitch is i'm gonna read this verbatim because it was, it's exactly perfect twitch is littered with dead games that tried to become an esport if intrepid just gives the community tools it's a low risk way to see if there's something special there there. he's go. exactly right and yep. and you could have taken that statement and you could have applied it to like four or five other different conversations that we've had, right? As far as like caravans and, and things like that and and all of the different elements of gameplay where all we really want as MMO players is the tools to be able to make our own fun. That's yep. it, right? Yep. That's why I love this comment or this, this question they ask because they're specifically asking, what tools do you want to make competitive events easier for you to run? And they're, they're talking about us. 
again, I'm super humbled and I love the fact that they're coming to their players to ask what we want. So I'm going to give an idea here. One of the biggest ones. Another idea. One of the biggest one, one of the biggest tools that I think we would need is a calendar. And this is not just for events oh. like this, but this is for for things that you're going to schedule with your guild. We have to have a good solid editable calendar for our guilds and maybe even maybe even the mayors get access to a to a node or look at Sunny's eyes. <laughs> Did you say mayor? <laughs> even the mayors maybe get access to a node-wide or server-wide calendar to post things, to post events for just this kind of thing. Um, leaderboards would be another really good thing when they decide whatever they're going to do. Leaderboards would be fantastic to see kind of who, uh, you know, who's who won the fishing derby, mm-hmm. who, you know, kicked mm-hmm. ass in the caravan uh, battle thing, whatever, for, for your server. Um, I think those things are, are going to be very, very important. Another thing I think that they really, really need to do if they're getting feedback on this, and I really, really hope they are. I want to go back and, and read through the feedback that they are getting. If that feedback is valuable enough and there's enough sway in one area or another, I think a really good idea would be to concentrate on maybe a couple of these ideas instead of trying to just blast it out and do a whole bunch of stuff. Your players will make their own events, whether or not they're esportable or, you know, streamable. Streamable, definitely, yes. But whether or not they're esportable, that's, uh, you know, you, you have to really kind of have some kind of a, some kind of support from uh, from Intrepid to make that really, really a thing. Do I think they're going to beat out MOBAs? No, they're probably not going to beat out MOBAs. If if Ashes of Creation is successful and they garner a big player audience, which I really think is going to be the case, do they have an opportunity to launch something like a Mythic Plus, you know, or like whatever they want to call it, you know, Dungeons Extra? I don't know. They'll come up with a cool name. But if they end up launching something like that, it could be incredibly popular. If they were to pick just a couple of those things and go, then I think there's a really good chance for them to have some type of an of a competitive scene. I don't even want to say esports anymore because there's too much of a stigma to that freaking term. With the same, along the same vein, if they give players the opportunity to create their own competitions. Jibs, what was one of the most fun things that we did? I think, Sonny, you were even there. What was one of the most fun things we did in Elder Scrolls Online? Human darts. Human darts. We picked the highest spot that we could find in the game that people could inhabit. And we picked a a target on the ground, and we just lawn darted to our deaths to see who could be (laughs) the closest. Did you stick on the bottom? Wherever your dead body was closest to the point, those were the winners. How popular was that stupid freaking event that we did? It was so fun. So popular. You had 20 plus people lined up in a row to jump to their death 
and they you measured it by their hand because when they would land in ESO, their hand would just be like, Ugh, just like straight out, you know, like full on, like yes. prostrate on the ground. And uh, yeah, you're right. I think they we measured it. They had to get it towards a certain like distance between a rock or, or is either rock or like a, a book or something that the developers had put on the ground naturally. Yeah. And they, they, they loved it. They ate it up. And I know we're going to do the same thing in Ashes. So I'm looking for that. Too. Oh, that's so we fantastic. are. And actually, Adele in, in chat was there. He was there. Oh, so my Adele, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for mentioning <laughs> so that. Awesome. that was, it was a super fun time. So what I'm saying is if you give players the mechanics, they are going to create their own events that may or may not be like super, some super important, super popular type of competitive event. But if they are to stick with just a couple of really good of really good ideas, they really stand a chance to make Ashes of Creation competitive. Uh, and this will be my last statement. Like I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that the the thing that you walk away with on tonight's conversation, other than the fact that I love to gamble, <laughs> because if you put the ponies, if you could put horse racing in this game, you'd oh never see gosh. me again. My God, our tavern would have an absolute bookie corner on it. It would be spectacular. <laughs> oh, like you'd God. have the you'd have the the food items like, on one side and the odds on the other side. Like Peaky Blinders, <laughs> man. Oh my gosh, it would be so good. You know, but there's like, support groups for shit like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, they are, but those guys are losers. Uh, so, anyway, the uh, and a great example of this was in Swotar. They had an area that was a it was a complete open PvP zone, and it was not like a zone zone, but like just it was like a hole in the ground. And we ran an event there that I created called Thermopylae, and it was entirely player created. And we took all the clothes off of like ten people. All they had was their weapons and loincloths, and then everyone. Uh, oh, pardon me. No, those people in the pit, those 10 people were the Spartans. They had all the gear, and then everyone else had no gear and only weapons, and they were the Persians. And like a million Persians tried to attack the 10 Spartans, and you could see how long it went. And that was entirely player-created. All they did was give us the tools. And JB I have it. made a fantastic video out I'll of it, it in our because Discord right he now. had the camera angles for the things. So this thing, this was like one of the first moments that I had met JB. And it's, it's, it's something like that where you just have tools available to the players. And that's all we really need. You yep. know, everything after that is fantastic. But man, if I could get an in-game card game that, that you could develop with that, I mean, you could spawn an entire other game out of that. That, that, is, that is the thing that I would love more than anything out of that. So that's all I'll say. Give me Gwent. And then give me some tools. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I think that, you know, it's going to be, no matter what happens, it's going to be interesting to see the decisions that they make. And I think it, you know, just judging by that last question they asked, you know, what tools would the community like to see for community events, that sort of thing. Like, that just, that really piques my interest. And, you know, if Ashes of Creation is, is consistent in anything, that they've been consistent in anything, in their, and they've been consistent in a lot, a lot. But I'll say, if anything, just from us, from like a bird's eye view, uh, even when we took that three years off, it's their focus has always been the community. Feedback. You know, you have that level of transparency with their development that you just don't see anywhere else. So overall, guys, I think this is uh, this is going to be a fun one to see how it fleshes out. It is. It is. I think uh, I think we gave that a good go. And I always 
I always kind of beam a little bit when I think we're able to to really give them some good feedback. Now, whether or not they listen to the show is another thing, which probably not. So we'll probably take the uh, the notes from this and just drop them into um, into the actual form so they get some feedback on it. But, um, man, I love discussing stuff like this, because when, when a question like this is brought to you know, nerds, like we're going to tear it apart and we're going to try and figure out some of the funnest stuff we could possibly figure out. And of course, us here at Loreforge, we're, we're super into the world. We're, we're into Vera, we're into the lore, the story of it. So we're going to try and give it the most RP flavor that we can. So like, that's really how you get people like us to get super invested and involved in something like this is, is if you add a little bit of context to why you are doing it in the world i just think that's that's such an important aspect for me so i would hope that they would add that in does anything that they were going to pick in the competitive scene they're creative people they can do it it's not that hard all right well everybody thank you so much for tuning in this was the lore force podcast for ashes of creation now before you go anywhere if you enjoyed your time we want to know about it on your podcast app of choice take a couple minutes let us know how we're doing for every written five-star review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review right here on the show. And don't forget, you can always call us, 516-875-1776. Cash is drinking from a metal mug, in case you heard that little ting there. <laughs> uh, you can always email us, slurforgehq at gmail.com. Sunny Ravencourt. <laughs> I feel like you should have had like a rubber nipple on the end of that thing. <laughs> we probably should have. It's... it's it sounded like something died inside my Yeti. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, uh, you can go to our website, which is basically a link to uh, linked linked. I'm broken. I am broken. <laughs> go to loreforge.com. Find links for all sorts of stuff. Go to YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at loreforged. And you're watching Twitch right now. But uh, if you haven't seen, we're we're coming out with all sorts of fun Twitch stuff. And we are uh, we are expanding our, our, our Twitchiverse. I think that uh, that's going to be an area that we really provide you some super fun stuff. JB did a map making stream last week. Cash has been doing some pyrography, which is basically him lighting things on fire in the comfort of his own home. And I am <laughs> trying desperately to finish playing Kingdom Come Deliverance, which shows no end in sight. Uh, Patreon, you can get all of our content early and the State of the Owl. We just recorded our most recent State of the Owl two days ago. That is available to our patrons at patreon.com slash loreforgedhq. And we, I swear to God, this coming week, within seven days, we're going to start to implement some stuff on the Happy Hour channel, which is also something that is exclusive in Discord to our patrons. Cash. Friends, one of the biggest things that uh, that we're doing is, that we're trying to do here is, is build a community. Um, one of, it's one of our very favorite things to do. And it is definitely a goal here for us. So above and beyond, you know, bringing you news and commentary and all the stuff about Ashes of Creation and its development and well beyond when it's released, we are really, really focused on building a respectful, fun community with where people can come to and they can feel that it's a nice escape from all the BS that's going on in the world and 
just have a good time talking to other people about games and sharing parts of their lives. And I really am very happy to say that I really think we are succeeding in that. We have some very fun people that have joined as of late and I, I see them in chat. I see people continuing to to return. So to me, it's a it's a really good indicator that we're we're doing the right things and we're executing this the way that, that we wanted to execute it and just building a very inviting community. I say all that to say this each week we and we are seeing new people come on board. And every week we'll get, you know, four or five, maybe six people come on. But the difference is that, that we're seeing that makes us smile is that our folks are engaging. They're saying good morning, happy hoots every morning. You know, our, our logo is the owl. So every morning there's there's gifts in our chat about with owls and people saying good morning and have a great day. And just all really kinds of nice, inviting things that show that we're, we're really, really trying to create a family here. And I think that's what's working. So anyway, if you want to join us, everybody is invited into our discord. Right now it's wide open. I anticipate it being that way for quite a while. Um, at some point, we're probably going to get pretty darn busy. So I don't know if that's going to change once we uh, get close to cap. But as for right now, just everybody's <laughs> everybody's invited in. Come on in and join us. Have a good time. Hop into chat. We're in chat very frequently playing games and just kind of building a family and building friendships that we hope last, last beyond ashes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or X, follow Jibs at Jibs IRL, follow myself at uh, Cash Quests, follow Sunny on X at U of Coruscant, and don't forget to follow the show at Loreforged HQ. I want to welcome some new members to our Discord, Magic Mistress, Penumbra, Nova Zero, Garius, Crisco, and Alex Hyrule. Welcome to the family. If you haven't checked out Jibs's latest video on esports in Ashes of Creation, that is on YouTube and live for you to consume. Friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Have a wonderful week in gaming, and we will see you right back here. I couldn't think of the words I want to say. <laughs> right back here next week on the smooth, show. Take care. Smooth finish off the uh, off the beam. Dang there. it! <laughs> who, who made a new line on the teleprompter again? God. I think she broke her femur on that landing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> Safe travels, adventurers. Peace, love, and honeybees. <laughs> Woo, see y'all. <laughs>